We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres. And uh, in today's episode, we have a big one in store for you guys with a very special guest. Today, I am joined by Oregon running backs coach Carlos Lachlan, a.k.a. Coach Locke. How's it going, Coach? Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, uh, Max. Happy to um, be on your show, man. Going pretty good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Well, uh, obviously, you're one of the, the new coaches here in Eugene, joining new head coach Dan Lanning on his staff Got to know you a little bit throughout spring football through press conferences and, and seeing you in action um, out there at practice when the reporters were allowed to be there. But kind of what I was hoping to do today, Coach, is, is just share some more of your story uh, with the Oregon fan base, seeing that you are a new coach on this staff heading into next season, and then get some of your thoughts on um, you know the, the Oregon running backs and kind of what, what you guys are building here in Eugene. So starting things off, Coach, um, I just wanted to learn a little bit more about your upbringing. You're originally from Montgomery, Alabama. Just wanted to learn a little bit about your childhood and, and maybe when football got into the picture. Um, from Montgomery, Alabama, born and raised there. Um, on the west side of Montgomery, um, graduate of um, the great Sydney Lanier High School there in Montgomery, class of 1996. Um, my childhood, um, I, it was fair, hard but hard but fair. Um, born to uh, Young lady there by the name of um, Gail Gardner. My mom had me at a very early age, probably around 14 to 15 years old. Um, my uncle raised me. Um, it's been a year and two days since he um, left me. He passed last year um, around the fourth, on 4th of July. Um, he raised me um, along with my mother, poured all the values that I have. Um, they built that foundation um, in me. Um, but um, like I said, from, from Montgomery, um, pretty good up, upbringing. Um, over, I had to overcome some things uh, growing up in the community I, that I grew up in, but my story is no different than every other um, young man that I come across in the um, profession of coaching. Uh, my story is no different from there. So I'm able to uh, relate to all of the young men I come in contact with. Okay, and you, you've obviously been around football for, for quite some time. Uh, recently at Western Kentucky and Florida State, Memphis, some of your previous stops. When, when did football kind of get into the picture for you? Um, you got guys who love the game of football. You got you got guys who are in love with the game of football. When I've been in love with the game, you ever get a chance to talk to people that know me, I'm like a walking encyclopedia when it comes to the game of football. So 
Uh, I've been loving the game since my uncle introduced it to me um, at an early age, around four or five. Um, and I've been in love with it since then. So I love the game and I'm in love with it. If you ask my wife, she would say that's my first love. And I, like I said, I, I absolutely love the game. And I was a good player when I played. Um, just I love everything about the game. The biggest thing I love about the game is relationships, the interaction with people, young men, coaches. Um, that's that's the greatest thing I love about the game. Yeah, there's a lot of different aspects that, that go into football, obviously. Uh, me personally, college football Saturdays uh, are definitely my favorite day of the week. You have the exciting offenses, the, the big hits, the big plays. But for you, the biggest part is what happens off the field, building those relationships. Why would you say that is uh, so valuable to you? You know, what do you kind of get out of that? Well, what I get out of it, I tell all the young men I come across, if the only, especially the running backs, I tell them in my room, if the only thing you learn from Coach Locke is how to run power, kind of inside zone, and how to pass protect, I unfail you, I unfail the God I serve, I unfail your parents, and I, most of all, I unfail myself. You know, so um, I try to get these young men, to, I tell them all the time, the ball going to go flat one day. The, the things I'm pouring into you um, on the field and off the field is going to carry you through life. You know, not It's, it's got to be bigger than football. So that's why the relationship is so important. The relationship part is so important to me. It's just not all X's and O's. Yeah, certainly want to get these young men ready for, for the, what they see on the field, but also what they see off of it and, and what awaits them after their time uh, at Oregon or, or wherever it is that they're they're playing their ball. Um, so we're getting a little bit of insight into kind of your coaching style and, and obviously how much you value, um, just the, the big picture and everything that's going on in every aspect of these guys' life. Um, we've gotten to see you, uh, you know, kind of, um, getting into some guys out there at spring ball, you know, kind of, kind of staying on them and, and being stern, but for, for people who maybe aren't so familiar with you, how would you kind of describe your coaching style? Um, uh, more like, a a military discipline drill sergeant who doesn't curse. I don't. I, I can get whatever I want to out of my young man without embarrassing him in front of people, or without cursing at them. I don't have to. No, and I, I don't have a problem with coaches. The coaches who do that, that's their coaching style. My coaching style is my coaching style. But I am demanding. Everybody can't play for me, and I understand that. Um, I, I demand you give your absolute best because effort doesn't take talent. So I asked my guys to work hard because I work hard, and I wasn't giving anything coming in this profession. So I tell my guys all the time, I'm not going to give you anything. You're going to know how to work in this room. So I'm preparing my guys for life. You got to work. Nobody Don't expect for nobody to give you anything because Coach Locke show ain't going to give you nothing. So my, my coaching style is uh, I am aggressive, um, how I coach my young men, but they know I love them, and I tell them I love them, and I show it by my actions uh, the way I coach them on the field. No, I, I, I don't have uh, walk-ons in my room. Even though their titles may say walk-ons, I coach them just as hard as the guys who, who own scholarship. So they just as important. So I tell all my players, all y'all going to get this foot in you today, every last one of them, whether you're on scholarship or whether you prefer walk-on, you're going to get coached in here. Yeah, I, I like that kind of, uh, you know, equal standing, level standing that that kind of suggests with, with that approach. So you said uh, kind of militaristic drill sergeant, uh, kind of an approach. Um, and anyone who watches you coach can, can see that, but obviously, uh, you know, people listening to the podcast or uh, tuning into games, maybe don't always see that um, like the reporters do, but um, 
do you think that that kind of comes from some of your career experiences with like your background in law enforcement and, and maybe some of your previous coaches? Is that how you see that kind of manifested still? Uh, pretty much probably come from my mother and probably my, my uncle Ray, uh, who was my first, as I say, my first hero. Um, both of them served in the military. Um, my family has a military background and a lot of that has to do with, um, some of it has to do with the fraternity that I joined. You know, um, I'm a member of Omega Sapphire, um, and uh, a lot of our principles and things are built off of what I, um, how I coach my players. So that's just, that's just who I am. That's who I am, not just on the field. That's who I am off the field. I, I just love leading people and pouring into people. So, and that's my passion. You know, everything that you see with me, is is it's um it's real. Is as as um advertised. Like I said, this is me 24/7. Like I said, um. Just love pouring into my boys, man. Love pouring into them, and seeing them be successful, and seeing them lock in, and um, it's a it's a good feeling. Yeah, you've um you've said kind of in the past that that's a, a big part of of what you enjoy getting out of the process, even on this podcast. Those relationships that you you hold so close to you. Um, I remember when when you were getting interviewed in spring ball, and we were talking to you about just getting to know you a little bit and um, learning talking some ball with you. You were saying, you know. I don't stop. You know, my, my, you can ask my wife, I don't stop. I'm always on, I'm always going. So with, with such a 24 seven schedule, you know, not really taking that much time off. My question for you coaches is, is what motivates you at the end of the day, you know, just to, to get up and do what you do. Um, the motivation is the journey, my journey to get to this point. I, I don't, I don't get complacent. It's, it's the journey that what motivates me i'm still gonna work just as hard as i was working as i was a guy changing my clothes in the memphis um athletic complex parking lot working the job at nighttime working 10 12 hours and showing up at memphis every day uh in the hopes of just getting a t-shirt and a locker so that doesn't change that doesn't change what motivates me is serving these young men i'm a servant first i'm gonna serve these young men i'm gonna serve the coaches that i'm that i'm around also, not taking this opportunity that um, God has given me, uh, not taking it for granted, because there's going to be somebody else that come after Coach Lott who's going to take the same path. And I, I want a, another coach to be able to say, well, you know what, I'm going to give this guy an opportunity. He he, um, he displays similar traits as Lockhead. I want to give him an opportunity because I can't mess this up because somebody's coming behind me. And I don't take that for granted. You know, um, two guys, like several men have poured into me for me to be who I am. You know, Mike Novell down there at Florida State, the head coach there, he's one. Josh Storm, the strength coach down there. Um, Dr. Sherman Morris. There's a ton of men who have poured into into me. Um, even there in the city of Memphis, um, a guy most people might not even know, uh, named Edward Jacobs. He was a guy that taught me out of um, not, not stopping um, to coach. I was going to stop coaching at one time high school level. This guy became a close friend, confident, and taught me into continue to coach. Um it's a lot of people who are pouring into Carlos Lockin and the coach. So um, my only way I could ever repay those individuals who have poured into me is by being successful. And my wife, you know, um, man, she, she has pushed me toward doing this um, the whole time. So the only way I can repay my wife and my children as much time as I take away from them is by working hard and being successful and by pouring into these young men and helping each one of these coaches um, achieve their dreams. Yeah, and it sounds like it's a very selfless approach from from you, Coach. Whether it be honoring the the people that helped you get here today, like family, friends, 
and coaches, but, but also I think I'm kind of getting from that, that uh, you're trying to pave the way for, for those that are going to come after you. Yeah, that, 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 that is important to me. I talk to a ton of coaches, you know, um, young coaches, GAs, QCs who reach out to me and they, and they ask me the, the same thing. Like, what did I do? I'm like, man, ain't nothing special about me. Not nothing. I just decided to serve and serve in any kind of way that I could, whether it was uh, me serving a head coach or a strength coach or assistant coaches or or just serving the, the players that I was around. Ain't nothing special about me. The only thing that's special is that, you know, I, I decided to serve. Like I said, I'm really big on the relationship aspect. Now, on top of that, now, I'm a ball coach. I love the game. I'm a ball coach, but like I said, I don't lose the perspective of that in this profession, it's about people. It's about serving. A lot of time, I think coaches forget that, and that's something I'm never going to be complacent about, serving the coaches and the individuals that I'm around along with the players. Yeah, and I think that's a really refreshing, you know, perspective on it with, with uh, you know, how crazy the, the college game can get um, just with, with everything uh, in the sport. But another thing that I wanted to ask for, for you, Coach, before we maybe talk a little bit more about, you know, the Ducks and, and, you know, ball coming up is if people follow you on Twitter or even just listen to this, they I think they can kind of tell you talk about serving that faith is something that is very important to you and I think kind of helps shape your personality. Why would um why would you say that faith is so important for you? Kind of wanted to dig into some of that story. Well, number one, it's the foundation of who I am. I only sit here, I only sit here and I don't force my faith on anyone. Uh, I speak on it and I move about my day and I enjoy life. Um, most people on the staff, they'll tell you, I, I enjoy laughing. Um, I enjoy dancing. I enjoy having fun. Um, like I said, I'm not one of those, um, as they say in the South, Bible thumping people. I, I, I enjoy spreading the gospel, but it's the foundation of, of who I am. It's, it's, it's what's important to me. Uh, to be able to um, share that with people, um, but that's real. That's that's who I am every day. Like to me, there's no greater joy, uh, Max, than just man being able to brighten up individuals' day. There's no greater joy than being able to pour in people, man. Like it's the greatest joy um, in the world for me. Um, it's something that I um, I truly believe in. You no, know, like we got our core value words here. You no know, connection growth, toughness, and sacrifice. Those four words that Coach Landon has, um, the four pillars of, of what this program is built on, um, connecting with people is something that I I thoroughly um, enjoy doing. I, I really do. I, that's, that's something that I wake up every day and uh, something that I focus on doing, helping people. That's you know, So my faith is just foundation of who I am because I, I know the things that I've um, been through in life as a um, – young man as an adolescent um as a, even as an adult and i know i only sit here in this position um because of my faith okay yeah it's 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 nice to get some some background there and and you know seeing that the story behind you know the tweets or the devotionals that that you post pretty much on a on a daily basis so i, I like getting that perspective from you coach uh, I know we have you for about 10 more minutes, so we're going to go ahead and take a really quick break for those people listening on the podcast, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Ducks Dish Podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Ducks Dish Podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, talking with Oregon running backs coach Carlos Lachlan here in uh, Eugene. Coach, one thing that you uh, wasted very little time on upon getting this job is adding new running backs to this room, to this Oregon roster. Duck fans know that we uh, that Oregon loses C.J. Verdell and Travis Dye from a year ago, but wanted to get some of your thoughts on some of these new additions. We, we heard about Noah Whittington in the, you know, in the spring, but wanted to touch on some of these newer guys that are a little bit more unknown, like Marquise Bucky Irving from Minnesota, Jordan James, and just uh, some, some of the other guys that you've been able to bring to Eugene. Well, I mean, we, we have good backs in the room. Proud of those guys getting here. No, don't, don't want to um, go without saying something about um, Sean Dollars or Byron sure. Caldwell, the, the older guys who, been here at this university they are great players as well but um, we wanted to get guys um want to create competition along with add added depth i think competition always good i tell my guys don't don't read your newspaper clippings and don't get complacent because I'm, I'm gonna keep you on your toes um learn how to be comfortable um but being uncomfortable around me no, you get comfortable, but you better learn how to be, you know, comfortable being uncomfortable around me. So, because I'm always gonna um, find ways to push your your buttons, and I want to challenge you in every way. Um, but you know, Sean Dollars and Byron Caldwell are, are, are good backs as well, and then we brought in Noah Whittington, who I had at Western Kentucky. Um, and like I said, uh, another talented young man, uh, great work ethic. Uh, then we brought in um, Marquise Bucky Irving. Um, it's funny. Because um, you know um, a lot of other programs were trying to get Bucky, and um, and we're um, blessed to have him here. Um, man, great young man, wonderful smile, just a, a lot of energy. Um, I relate to him a uh, a lot because we similar upbringings, um, similar mindsets as well. Um, but um, Bucky is somebody that I met back in 2018, 2019, and um we already knew each other and we kept a relationship with one another, but um, I told him that if he ever need me, he didn't have to ever come play for me, but if he ever need me to reach out to me, well, he went in the portal. <laughs> he was trying to get my attention. He reached out to me 
and he told me he wanted to come here and play uh, play for me. And uh, he's here. I'm happy to have him. I'm blessed to have him. Uh, then you have Jordan James, um, who's a, a freshman uh, running back, who's from um, the Nashville area, played at Oakland High School. Well, um, I offered Jordan back when I was at Florida State. So I already had a prior relationship with him. I've probably been knowing Jordan since he's been about the ninth or tenth grade. And just like I said, big on relationships. Um, happy to have him. Big, explosive running back. Uh, has a bright future. Works hard. Quiet kid. Goes about his business. And I'm super excited um, to have him a part of the room as well. And then, like I said, we got two other freshmen that came in the room. Um, one name is Preston Alford. Um, like I said, he's a preferred walk-on, but I treat him just like he wanted the scholarship kids. Um, I think he has a bright future. Um, here, happy to have him. He's from Dripping Springs, Texas. And then we have Ellis Bynum, who is from up the road in Portland. I mean, fine young man, works hard. And I'm just excited about the running back room in, in general. And like I said, we got some uh, really good, really good backs in that room. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what what uh the the on-field product looks like and and just what that uh coach Lachlan running back room looks like. Well, one guy I just wanted to ask you about coach, we we learned a little bit about the backstory and the the relationships that you have with these guys, but but with Bucky in particular, um you know, his story uh coming over from Minnesota, um took over after um the lead back, I, I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh had an injury last year and just put on a show. What is it about Bucky's game that you think sets him apart? Um, he reminds me of some of the playmakers that I had in the, in the past, in particular probably Kenny Gainwell. Um, similar um, similar skill set. Um, great short area burst and quickness. Um, able to make the first guy miss. Can line up in the slot, catch the ball. Um, I just like the kid mindset. Tough. Um, he's about to work. And I see that every day when I watch him run, when I watch him lift. Um, he reminds me a lot of um, Kenny Gainwell, who we had there in Memphis, similar skill set. Um, just overall, just a good player. I like his toughness, though. You're talking about a tough kid. This son of a gun, tough. Um, to me, him and uh, Witherton probably are similar um, in skill sets. Uh, one may be faster than the other one, but similar skill sets, but just tough-minded kids, um, along with Byron Cartwell and Sun Dollars, all all those kids, they, they're, they're similar in certain skill sets, but like I said, you want to play for Coach Locke, you better be tough. And I, I, Like I said before, I am not coaching, and I and I took this, I took this quote for from a coach there in um, Memphis named Coach Slocum. Um, as a high school coach there in Memphis, I took this slogan from him, and uh, it's something that I live. I will, I refuse to coach soft batch cookies. I will not do it. I will not. I will not do it. I will not do it. You better have a will and toughness in your heart to go out there and compete, because that doesn't take talent. That's just pure will. And if you don't have that, I'm the wrong coach to to play for, because I'm gonna challenge you. If anything about the running backs in this room here at Oregon, the uh, coach Landing is his team. And uh, then my babies in there, the running backs, they gonna be tough. They gonna be tough. We ain't backing down from nobody. We gonna be tough. Now we may not be the most talented group, but we gonna be tough, and we gonna play this game the right way. Yeah, I, I love the I love the quote about the the soft batch cookies or soft baked cookies. I remember when because you said that in one of the first interviews we had with you, and I remember being in that moment. And thinking to myself, oh man, that's going to be one that people are excited to see. So I, I think that that mentality with the running backs is one that really fires people up. Um, just a couple more for you, coach, and I'll get you out of here. 
Um, you may have touched on it a little bit, but was kind of looking to see a little bit more um, with your mentality as a coach. You've talked about your backs taking on your personality. H- how do you think you kind of see that manifested on the field? And, and how does that process kind of go down in your eyes? Well, I, I've seen it um, with how they work on the field. I, I've seen it. I'm, and one thing I'm trying to, um, not trying to, but when you try, I often say you leave room for area. One thing I'm committed to in that room is for these young men learning how to be one. It doesn't cost, it doesn't cost, it doesn't cost um, none of those guys in that room anything to see the success of, of, of another one of their brothers in that room. Learn how to be one because we're going to be one in that room. And I, I got a, got this written on my board. We will not be divided in this room. I think the greatest thing that I that for me is knowing Coach Campbell. You know, having being able to text him or I got him in the older um backs that play here. I got all of them in a in a group text. And I reach out to him every now and then. Um but the greatest thing about the backs that he had here in the and when he was the running back coach here was how together his guys was. Now, today, you know, some of these kids are so impatient. You know, impatient like you want it like you want it like right now. You know, Coach Landon says something all the time. He said, everybody wants the baby, but nobody wants the labor pain. You know what? Everybody wants success right now, but they don't want to go through the trials and tribulations to get that success that they're, that they're, that they're trying to reach. Um, I'm just trying to get these young men and focus on them being one. You know, do your part, be a good teammate, and um, th- that's what I'm, my focus on. And, and it's coming along pretty good. Um, those guys are buying in, and I look towards, uh, you know, um, Sean Dollars, Byron Caldwell, um, Noah Whittington, uh, and Bucky Irv. I look at, look at those four to to lead the room and be leaders to the young guys because all of those guys have played college football, and I challenge them. Like I said, if you was able to talk to any one of them, they'll tell you I'm not the easiest guy to to, to play for. You no, know, we when we out the field, you no, know, we can laugh. Boy, I hit that field. You know, you better turn it on, cause I'm finna get in you. I, I I I expect greatness. That's why I expect out of each and every one of my kids. And I ain't just talking about it on the football field. I'm talking about in the classroom. You know, when Coach Landon contacts me and said one of my players been two minutes late to tutoring, I get my guys on the phone right then and there. If they can't get the tutoring, my guys will tell you, Coach Lock gonna hop in this car. I'll come and get you myself, and you go on the tutoring. You're gonna be on time. If I got to take you to class, I take you to class. But like I tell people all the time, Max. Man, I ain't nothing but a old high school coach. I represent the high school coaches there in Memphis, Tennessee, because that's how I'm gonna forever see myself. I'm a high school coach. I did it on a high school level, and the biggest thing for me is just man, loving these young men, man. That that's that's the most important thing for me is loving and pouring into these young men. Now, it may not keep me in this business for long, but that's all right. You know, if if, if I don't go no further than this, as I always tell people, God has done enough for me. I just want to be an impactful servant to these young men and coaches. He is Carlos Lachlan, and he's expecting greatness out of these Oregon backs upcoming in the 2022 season. Coach, really appreciate you taking some time to uh, talk with us today here on the Ducks Dish podcast. And that's going to do it for us, guys. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Max at M Taurus Sports. And you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus, where we will also have this podcast. Uh, And then make sure you head on over to Ducks Digest to get your Oregon football and recruiting content. But that'll do it for us, you guys. Big thanks to Coach Locke. Uh, Make sure you like and share the show, and we will see you guys in the next episode. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.